Okay, we are live on LinkedIn. Today I am joined by Kashi Megas and Zach Priest from Loyalty Lion. So guys, why don't you start with you, Kasha? Give us an introduction into who you are, your background, and what you do at Loyalty Line. Hi, uh, yeah, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Kasha, and I'm a partnerships manager uh, here at Loyalty Lion. I've been at the company for about three years now. Next week, actually, um, started in customer success. Uh, so do know the product inside out and then moved to partnerships team. So now I work with agencies um, and tech partners globally to help their clients with uh, their retention strategy. Perfect, Zach. I'm Zach, I am a marketing manager at Loyalty Line and uh, operations lead as well, or marketing operations lead. So I make sure that uh, all of our tech stack is hooked up, but also making sure that we're taking learnings from the market, learnings from our merchants and, and potential customers as well, and helping to make sure that uh, those pain points and, and our messaging makes sense uh, and is useful to all of our targets and, and our customers as well. Perfect, so let's get right into some of the meat and potatoes questions. And we'll start off with the beginning. What why, sorry, why is a loyalty program important in e-commerce? So I'll let you fight between you, which one was <laughs> feel free to answer, go ahead. By the way, for anybody watching, uh, feel free to override these questions. If you want to jump in, uh, we'll be answering them as they come through in the comments, but we'll start off on this to get us going. Um, yeah, I'm happy, happy to start. Uh, so why a loyalty program is important um, is interesting, but mm -hmm. It's more than points and rewards. Um, merchants always think that it's only that, but actually loyalty can help you power the rest of your marketing efforts. So it can help you increase reviews, profitability of your ads, social proofing on social media, as well as email, email conversions. So you can see it's a lot more um, than simply uh, giving points uh, and rewards. So it sort of helps with the, the whole omni-channel experience because it's not just driving more sales, it's be making customers more engaged with the brand overall. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that, Zach? Yeah, I, I think that the um, powering the rest of your marketing is a really strong message to any of the marketers out there. Um, making loyalty uh, and your loyalty program a key part of your messaging and brand values. So you can use that in your email, you can use that across your social media. Um, we find that uh, our customers find that their customers respond really well to things like um, uh, point rewards, notifications, um, rewards for their birthdays. It's another touch point and another reason to get in touch with your customers yeah. outside of the transactional. You know, it's a really good opportunity to build an, an emotional uh, connection with your customer base outside of just giving points and discounts. Yeah, definitely more of a value-driven way to drive sales ultimately because you're not just selling but it's they're more emotionally involved as you said in the program as well okay so let, let's just dive right into it what are the fundamentals of a successful loyalty program i think i mean i'm going to kick us off because one of the things that um uh, one of the top drivers and one of the first things we tell any new any new merchant that we have any new client that we have is it really needs to be customized to your brand you know if you want to have a successful loyalty program. It's the same for any of your omni-channel experience. You want to make sure that it's on brand and that uh, it reflects the values of your brand because really it's a communication tool to make sure that your customers are getting more value from you as a brand and getting value from the relationships outside of just what they're purchasing. 
from you. So, you know, use customization tools to make sure that every part of your loyalty program sits nicely within your brand. We're talking simple things like colors, um, fonts, those kinds of customization elements, but also making sure that things like the rewards are on brand, you know, are they part of your brand values? You know, if you're an ecologically friendly company, do your rewards um, stand out more than just giving points off, but could uh, customers exchange rewards for planting a tree or carbon offsetting their order, those kinds of things. Is there any really creative ways that you've seen any um, clients that you guys have of making it really customized beyond the, you know, the basics, like the points, for example? Absolutely. Um, so we have brands who, for a specific tier, let's say the top uh, top tier, um, they would offer uh, early access to sales, early yep. access to exclusive collections, um, and so more kind of these experiential perks. Uh, so not just money off uh, vouchers, which definitely uh, is a winner here. Yeah, how many tiers out of curiosity do you recommend? Because I feel as though I see some people with the loyalty program, there's so many tiers that it's really hard for the customer to understand. And you guys, I'm sure, will have more insights to me than me on this. But it feels like sometimes when the loyalty program doesn't take off, it's because the customer doesn't understand it. So on one hand, you've got the customization. It's really important. But do you ever see it becoming too overwhelming for the customer as well to understand and get to grips with? Um, yeah. You go, Kasia. Um, <laughs> yeah, so actually that ties in really well with um, kind of my um, view on the fundamentals of a successful loyalty program. Um, so I'll say here the most important is the setup and, the, mm -hmm. and your integrations. So that ties in really well with do your customers understand it? Can they actually achieve the rewards or do they have to come back, you know, 10 times to uh, actually unlock these benefits? So I'd say set up um, number one here um, and integrations, as I mentioned, yep. the reviews that we mentioned, email and so on. Uh, we integrate with all the top um, technologies out there uh, so uh, customers can um, can power them with, with loyalty. Yeah, so sorry, Zach, go ahead. No, sorry, I was just going to build on, on Cash's point there around uh, making sure it's understandable. Your communication of your loyalty program is, is right up there as well as making sure that once you've launched that people know that it's available, that could be in card, that can be in their order confirmation emails, like, hey, did you know you would have gotten 50 points for that order? Um, but on the tiers question, I think that this offers a roadmap for better rewards. So if customers can understand those tiers, so it might be if you're just starting your program, you might just have two tiers. It might be you know, yeah. new joiners, basic members, and a secondary tier that is as soon as people start to move past those first or second order rewards that might, you know, maybe they've they've sent one refer a friend um, code out. Maybe they have done one or two reviews, those kinds of things. They've, they've gotten enough points that they've taken a series of actions that would put them maybe not fully in advocate mode just yet, but are definitely a valuable customer to you. Then you can start to use a second tier to say, look, here's a, here's a roadmap for, uh, that can incentivize your future purchases. So there's a reason for you to come back and that they know they can kind of tick those, those boxes off as they go and they're like, oh, have I? Have I followed them on Facebook? Have I have I taken yep. these um, community building behaviors 
And I know that I'm going to get rewarded for them with things more than just points, you know, exclusive, uh, as Kasha said, you know, exclusive product um, launches, you know, early access to sales, um, uh, private Facebook groups that yep. where, where, where customers will share insights and, and really build a community. I think that, yeah, using your tiers as you grow as well, so that you could increase those tiers as you've got to, you know, as you begin to segment your audience even more, you can add mm -hmm. more tiers in future. So definitely making it prevalent, as you've said a couple mm. of times, omni-channel across all the various areas in your marketing reviews, groups, um, social media, just very prevalent is obviously a quick win. But you mentioned the setup a couple of times. I know you guys are big on the actual dedicated page. How important is that? And do you experiment with including this, for example, in the footer of the email and, and like you said, in various places? Um, us to have a full page program that is all interactive, right? Is that what you? Yeah. So, so you are obviously the hosted page on the website. Sorry, yeah. I should have probably communicated that a bit better. No, so, okay. I one of the ideas uh, we've got with a client at the moment is actually just to have like a, a basic footer on all the emails that just constantly redirects them to the loyalty page, so that every time they receive an email, they can familiarize themselves with the loyalty program. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the way to go. Uh, I would probably go one step further and add uh, how many points they have. So we push that data into emails. Yep. Um, so customers um, get this information. Um, and yeah, for the ones who aren't loyalty program members yet, it, it will be just blank. So as you said, it can redirect, redirect yep. them right there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let, let's um, get straight into the, the fun part with the integration. So what are the, you, you decide to go with Loyalty Line, for example, the best loyalty software. What are the core flows and triggers that you're going to want to set up straight away? What is going to get the merchant the most value from investing in the loyalty software as well? Is that on the Clavio? So your flows so, so obviously with it natively within loyalty line or if you want to send them from clavio what would you recommend that you should focus on from the get-go to really get the maximum value from your loyalty program so again the first thing i'll say um the setup so make sure that uh, you have um the right rewards and activities um set up the basic ones like making a purchase um, leaving a review following on social media creating an account and then have the emails turned on um, that will be the second thing to ensure uh, you um, you have set up uh, because as you said you can have this beautiful program but then if customers don't know about it then um, what's the point um, so make sure they get monthly statements with the yeah. point they have in their account. Um, you can also set up when any time they have reward available, they can, the email can be triggered based on this, um, as well as points expiry um, yeah. and so on. Um, to add so on to that as well, I think that there's, to think about the actual customer journey flow as well. You know, if you're thinking about, okay, what are my goals as, as my business? Uh, what, am, what are the objectives that I have? If you're looking for increasing your, your purchase frequency or asking your customers to, to increase their purchase frequency, you would say, okay, post-purchase, mm -hmm. the follow-up email we could, set, we could send a couple of days after that order is, oh, you're actually 
you're this close to your next reward. You know, one more purchase, you'll probably get over that limit and you'll get a free reward. So you're using those automatic triggers to say, okay, you only need a few more points. Come back maybe a little earlier than you were planning buy that next thing and you're going to be instantly rewarded in that next purchase. If some of your objectives as a business or as a, as a merchant are to um, increase the amount of advocacy you have, maybe uh, reduce your acquisition costs, you'd be mm -hmm. trying to incentivize your know, post-purchase within, you know, within those few days, often within 24 hours, that uh, refer a friend. So you'd be saying, okay, you purchased this great thing. Uh, please go and refer a friend. If that person um, uses your code, you're going to get these amount of bonus points, which you can use already to your next reward. So it really yeah. does depend on the objectives of the business. But I would say some really early quick wins are whatever you can do to encourage people to come back and purchase sooner than maybe uh, your average purchase frequency. So incentivize by saying, hey, you've got a reward coming up. You're only one or two purchases away. Uh, and refer a friend really, really, really strong because as we always say, why so many merchants, especially in this e-commerce boom, are reacquiring, reacquiring customers all the time yeah. instead of trying to hold on to the ones they have and use those customers, your really great customers, use a platform like Loyalty Line to understand who your brand advocates are, find out you know, who the really strong customers are that are really valuable to you and then incentivize them to share with their friends, share with their family. Out of curiosity, on the referrals, do you have any data on the best time to encourage someone to make a referral for the first time? Um, we definitely push referrals after positive reviews. Yeah. Um, so when they left a review, you can actually set, uh, send an automated email from Loyalty Lion um, mm -hmm. encouraging them to leave a review. Um, Zach, do you have... You want to, uh, you're exactly right, Cash. You want to catch people in the like the absolute like positive glow of their product. So if you're, yeah. um, if you have a you know, a particularly fantastic checkout experience and you're really confident on the idea that just that purchase experience is enough that that uh, the customer would want to refer you just based on that experience, you can go within 24 hours after that order confirmation. Uh, if you know your product takes it, you know you can deliver your product within a couple of days, and you want to get them once that product's been delivered within 24 hours of you know, uh, your, the product being delivered. Um, and as the merchant, you'll know a lot of the time if the product's been delivered. So that kind of builds on the workflows that exist. You could trigger uh, an email that says, hey, hope you're enjoying your product you already have or that you've already just opened yep. or you know, if you need any help with setup, but also if you're having a great time, please refer us there. So you're trying to think about your customer journey and really yep. try to find those times when customers gonna be at like their peak happiness with the product, because that's really when they're gonna be uh, at their most likely to share their brand experience. And that's not just for refer a friend, that's obviously for reviews as well. You wanna catch people at the time when they've got their phone and they're ready to take a picture and do some rich media user-generated content as opposed to just leaving a star review. Definitely, it makes perfect sense. Sorry, Kasha, do you have something else you wanna to add to that? Yes, um, actually to this question, when we were talking, I, I thought about one more because Zach, you mentioned referrals and repeat purchase with kind of these triggers. The one I would also say is extremely important is actually encouraging customers to join the loyalty program. Um, because if they don't, then um, they won't be engaging in the same way. So I'd say definitely have a flow uh, for that as well. Mm. Just asking, right? It's something that we find that merchants, uh, depending on, on where they are in their, their growth journey, 
Um, we've seen that 38% of customers reported that they're willing to leave reviews and that's 38% more uh, than the start of last year versus the end of last year. So customers are really likely to want to create some content um, and to get involved in programs. We're seeing uh, much better data on customers wanting to be involved in communities that share their values and share brand values. But merchants just aren't as Kasha said, they're not—they're just not asking. Make it a part of your messaging. You know, try to incentivize it. But if people don't know that it's there, or they don't understand the value of joining your loyalty program, or taking actions that will reward them with with points that they can redeem later, then they're not going to do them. You just have to be really clear with your messaging. Absolutely. I've got my good friend John Ivanko, Mr. Provocative. Sounds like <laughs> to me on the referrals. I assume he's referring to. Um, any tips on knowing when that time might be? Let's come back. I think we can, sorry, yeah. Cracker, unless you want to answer that right now. Um, I mean, I'll, on here, what I know we're doing on our end within Loyalty Lion is referrals after review and also encouraging referrals after per, per, after purchase with an on-site notification that, again, can be set up. So I know that this these are the two things that can be set up automatically. Yeah. Yeah, you can sync that data across and then obviously you can um, ask for the referral based on that. Um, <clears throat> okay, so obviously I've mentioned this to you guys a few times. I know we were talking about it before the call as well. So are loyalty pr programs applicable to all types of businesses and will they work? And is it worth investing in, for example, if you sell furniture a mattress when which which is the best type of um, industry to consider a loyalty program and is the times where it's not applicable uh, zach do you want to start sure start? yeah <laughs> i mean where it's not applicable actually let's start where it's where it's most applicable if you've got a if you you're you're a company that has a product that is a high repeat purchase rate product you know something that's consumable uh, something that is reasonable to expect your customers would want to purchase um, quite a lot versus products where they might only purchase once or twice a year or the customer lifetime value would only be um, wrapped around a couple of purchases if you're a high purchase rate company or high purchase rate merchant loyalty program is suitable right away because there's lots of ways that you can incentivize um, uh, more purchases that you can reward that activity and um, and there's lots of opportunity uh, to do interesting things with your uh, with your loyalty program for brands where there's a lower purchase rate and that, as I said might be once or twice a year there is an opportunity to create a lasting relationship post-purchase. Um, if you're a high value brand or a luxury brand, those uh, referrals are gonna be even more important to you. 93% of consumers have reported that online reviews have a significant impact on their purchase decisions. So whilst that customer has done the big thing, they've purchased the expensive product from you, they've had great delivery, that referral is gonna be so important. So how can you incentivize that customer to leave some user-generated content that's high quality, um, maybe explain their fantastic product and brand experience. How do you incentivize those things? Um, you have to find things outside of just that purchase. So um, knowing that in future they might be able to come back or that they might be able to get a reward right away so they can get, again, if they're using Refer a Friend, that code that if they do refer someone, they might get some uh, points they can use on their next purchase, which might still be a year away, but those points will still sit there re ready to go. Um, if you're a brand like that, you'd need to look at your 
points expiry to make sure that those points, by the time yeah. that customer comes back around to use them, isn't going to expire. But really, you're using a loyalty program to engage that customer uh, in more than just that single transaction. So that could be future support for your product as well. If you can get them in the brand community through a loyalty program, you can continue to provide them with great support, new tips on how to use their product. Maybe it's how to look after their product and continue to keep them engaged with the brand. Yeah, that, that's very important. I think so many uh, brands just instantly start blasting you with campaigns once you purchase. And one thing a lot of, I think the low hanging fruit is not a lot of people try and follow up and f teach you how to get the most out of the product. And that just seems very logical to me, but I don't know Yeah, A lot of people just override that and then instantly start to smash people with more sales campaigns. <laughs> and as you said, it, it, especially with a brand that has a single purchase, it, it could be, well, it is completely irrelevant if you buy a mattress and then you start to get 50% off promotions for the next mattress, it's, it's an instant negative experience. So I do think, um, you know, we need to look more holistically at the, the customer experience and how it flows. And a lot of that is just intuition, <laughs> but <laughs> don't set it up. <clears throat> uh, okay. So any particular benchmarks on when you might be ready for a loyalty program with your store? Um, I'd say now, <laughs> uh, you know, no matter of the size, if you just a starting brand, um, a loyalty program is, um, is suitable for any um, kind of size of, of a merchant, especially with um, massive growth in e-commerce in the past, 12 months, um, you know, acquisition costs uh, are rising and everyone's focusing on uh, retaining their existing customers. Um, it, is, it is five times, it costs five times less to retain an existing customer rather than acquire a new one. Um, so, yeah, my answer here is now, um, especially if you have acquisition strategy, it, it's very costly. Acquisition strategy is very costly without a retention. I think definitely, and as well, the referrals, uh, when people talk about acquisition now, they're, or historically, they've been so focused on Facebook and Instagram, but referrals are an amazing source of acquisition. They're much more cost-effective. Absolutely. Uh, we have one brand who's generated, um, I think, in uh, less than a year or so, over $1 million in revenue only through referrals um, that were part of uh, the loyalty program. What makes a good referral, just, just to touch on referrals, because I know we've spoke about them a lot. Don't you find as though, or I've seen a lot of them are very cookie cutter out the box. What are some really good examples of referral schemes that you guys have seen? Um, we always recommend um, kind of give and get. So get 10, give 10. Um, mm -hmm clearly communicating um communicating that um it was that your question um yeah so just any anything beyond the basics i suppose like how what i suppose suppose the question should be really what results in the highest referral rates because that would determine what the uh, most successful one is yeah uh, personalized that content is key right so it's it's making sure that it, it seems uh, authentic 
and real. So you want them to be as similar as you would have uh, as a word of mouth referral. You want them to be something like a, a true experience. So instead of just, hey, I like this brand, it needs to be, if you can make them a specific to product, to be product driven or experience driven or have some reasons why that was useful as opposed to just, hey, I bought something from this brand. I think you'd enjoy having a look at their site too. It's like make them, you can make them product specific or experience specific. Um, you want to make sure that the referral includes uh, incentives right away. So you mm -hmm. want to be able to give something, as Kasha said, you know, um, refer to and get 10, those kinds of things that, that there's an immediate impact uh, and there's an immediate um, reward for going through with a referral. Is it actionable right then and there? Does it have a link straight to, you know, straight to the right product? Um, is it easy for someone to use the code that maybe that referral has? Basically, as if you can make it as frictionless as possible uh, and make it as simple as possible for someone to be referred, those tend to be the campaigns that are most successful. Personalized and simple to use. Absolutely. Rod's got a good question. Ever seen a cash rewards footwork for referral friends? Interesting. Oh, cash reward. Have you seen a cash reward work in those situations, Kasha? Mm, what works is for the existing customer, you know, by giving them points for referrals, they have the flexibility of um, actually doing, uh, you know, with these points, what they actually want. So instead of getting $5 pounds $5 voucher, maybe they can refer free friends and get this free product reward that is worth the amount of points. So they can actually stack these points to get um, the, the reward i'm going to tell you something quite funny actually and i'm going to put myself on the spot <laughs> <laughs> this was before we discovered loyalty lines so we worked with referral candy um on a one-off project and it was it was completely new to us the integration to clavio and we set up a flow for a month and a customer exploited a loophole that we'd set up in the referral program and all did something like 300 times <laughs> of um, a CBD product, I think it was. And luckily, like they were a really cool customer and they were fine. And, you know, obviously we couldn't fulfill that. But yeah, you have to be careful with, with how you set these up, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that, re that reminds me of like the early McDonald's like self-order kiosks. There was something around like if you could build a cheeseburger with like six patties and then you start taking the patties away it was the, the reducing of the price where you end up with three cheeseburgers i mean those kinds of those are the days we can find your little loopholes that way but i mean i think what cash's cash's point is spot on you know you're the whole point of of building a loyalty program is, is so that you're really getting true exchange of value between your customers and the brand so giving them some options to uh, personalize how they'd like to be rewarded because you know they're doing the hard work right they're buying from you they're referring other customers they're being a good brand advocate whatever it is you know um not to use one of your favorite examples kasha but one of our clients edgar and cooper um they have char charitable rewards as as part of their uh ways that customers can can spend their points so they donate one percent of their sales to a dog care clinic in sri lanka and that enables their customers to go okay well i'm going to use my points to you know, help something that I find you know, useful to to the community as opposed to something that's just going to help me alone. Yeah, I like that being altruistic. And as I think that was touching on what I was saying before, a bit more creative um, than using the cookie cutter approach. I'm just seeing this 
back and forth here. Rod, this would be dangerous, easy to game the system if it's not tied to the store. John, cash rewards for the referrer after the new customer makes their first purchase. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Tricky. Um, not something. Which, I, I mean, that that's that works best, right? Is is you you want to be able to um, to reward your brand advocate, your great customer, when the referral actually works. I mean, cash. Why why not give the equivalent of store credit in those circumstances, which can be loyalty points, which they can then you know they might as Cash has said they might be saving up to cash in a lot of points for you know for going up a tier um, or for for a bigger reward other than just you know here's a ten pound off voucher. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Sorry, can't go ahead. Yeah. Just uh, just to be clear here, this um, the number of points should always equal a reward for a successful referral. Um, yeah, because it's yeah, it's a new customer for you, uh, so they should get rewarded. But it's up to them if they want to use it straight away or they want to keep adding. Yeah, I would imagine cash rewards would be a nightmare for the finance departments, and and also I think you could have um, customers further down the line, like it ends up being a big liability for the company if they came back and started to claim cash rewards when. You might be in financial trouble. Anyway, this this is kind of <laughs> off on a tangent. Um, Accounting liabilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just if you do just cash, you're adding to your CAC to the first person. This this is um, going off on a bit of a tangent. I'm going to come back. I <laughs> let them two go back and forth. Um, okay, so which brands are doing? A, I know you just spoke about an example before with the dog company, I believe. So what what brands are doing a great job with the loyalty programs at the moment? Um, I'll say again, Edgar and Cooper, um, check them out because it's not only fully customized uh, loyalty program, completely on brand. I don't think they call it points, but belly rubs. So you have 500 yeah, belly rubs um, and charitable rewards. It's something we've seen a huge uptake in um, in the in the past year. So donating, um, you know, your an exchange for points for um, a meal for a shelter dog. That's what they're doing. Uh, I mean, this is such an, this already, when I even talk about it, builds such an emotional connection that I would choose them over someone else. Obviously, this is my um, opinion, but that's what we see um, see across. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I I think that there's some, with especially if you're in a hyper-competitive market, I mean, and what, brand isn't anymore that's doing e-commerce. Yeah, we saw that I think it was 75% of US customers tried a new brand for something they buy often uh, last year. So massive growth in, in e-commerce has led to competitors coming out from the woodwork and you'll see new competitors every day. So that's why we like brands like Astrid and Mew, uh, a fantastic jewelry brand. Um, their loyalty program is all about building a community. They reward account creation, they record, they reward newsletter signups, referrals, purchases. They try to reward anything that is the positive customer behavior. But wrapped into that is doing you know, live Instagram TV sessions. They launched a podcast. They've, uh, they sent motivational emails that tie in with uh, loyalty rewards and, and exclusive uh, events for their customers. So really for what is a brand that has beautiful branding, has beautiful product, they also try to share some of what they would say they 
they can't it's very difficult to have a like a physical community these days uh, especially considering the circumstances so whatever they can do to use their loyalty program to increase that digital community that online community i'd say they're crushing it i think that's a great idea and go just goes beyond the basics and i think as you were saying before the barrier to entry is really low now for a lot of commoditized goods so you have to differentiate on values of why you just blend into the rest of the pack and don't stand out and the belly rubs example um, that was really nice i like it um yeah definitely i agree um i guess one more um from uh, that always comes up is um dr axe so they're yeah. they're a big health and wellness brand in the us and they've built such a successful loyalty program and the customer journey and application of points is just so easy um that the engagement um is just significantly um has significantly increased um how using well, in-cart rewards right exactly so first they um to us you mentioned adam at the beginning um you know there are loyalty programs but customers are not using them yeah so um dr axe what they've done they've um implemented um uh, in card rewards so the rewards are available in card so when i do my shopping i'm done go to the cart and then i can scroll through uh, through the little widget and actually see what else I can add with my points to um, to my cart, which you can see how this significantly increases the reward redemption. Yeah, so Dr. Axe is the one to check out. They're doing a great job. He, yeah. um, sorry, Zach, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, if you were going to look at, we, we talked about tiers earlier. We really love um, our customer, Miraness. They have a paid tier as well. Um, which is really interesting. We're seeing that more and more because the exclusive benefits, I think, what's the stat? It's something like 45% of shoppers um, are looking for, they would continue to return to a brand that gives them exclusive benefits. And the idea of taking the leap and making a paid tier where it's like, well, here's some seriously exclusive benefits. You know, you're going to see product well before anybody else. You're going to get um, an idea of our roadmap. You're going to get exclusive rewards that nobody else is going to get. That starts to make customers feel like they've got VIP treatment um, and they're seeing massive success in that. And it's introducing a, a, a different kind of revenue stream for them as well. Yep, that sounds good. And Dr. Axe, out of curiosity, is he selling supplements? He used to talk about like the guts, microbiome, stuff like that, right? Hmm. Yeah, supplements. Yeah, yeah interesting. He, yeah, he, he's built up an audience. So, I might be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure he just started out as like um, you know, a, a YouTube slash media personality, and then he's monetized yeah. his audience, hasn't he, by starting his own brand from that? Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. So he's still uh, active, and you know, the blog part of the shop um, is uh, really extensive. But then, yeah, having that. Um, famous i guess person behind the brand uh, is yeah. definitely helping to build this community because if i care about my health and i'm interested in supplements he would be my role model so mm -hmm. I would, you know i would consider myself as part of this community of people who have the same values absolutely yeah no it's it's a great way isn't it to build a brand monitor and you see it a lot even with the 
you know, the Kardashians monetized their personality and just basically came out with products from that. Yeah, I mean, I think Dr. Rex as well used the loyalty program to galvanize their community. There was already, you know, partly a community there, but using a loyalty program to make it even, to, to reward those advocates that already existed, to say, hey, we know you're doing all this great, you know, community building work, we respect that. We really love that. Here's some reciprocity and here's some rewards for doing that. And it also helps guide new customers into understanding how that community can be built and how they'll be rewarded for taking those activities too. Um, so it builds on itself and makes itself go faster. Definitely. Definitely. Dr. Axe. Yeah. I need to check that out and, and take a closer look at what they're doing. Um, yeah. Any other brands that you're working with at the moment, any other like really creative stuff? Because I feel, you know, one of the things I've seen a lot the last year, and I'll tell you what I found quite gimmicky, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but it's like buy this and we'll plant a tree. Don't you think that's becoming a little bit played out as well? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we definitely see it and we encourage it. Um, but it's usually, you know, if a brand, that's not what they stand for, they wouldn't just stick it yeah. in the program. Um, we have one, I completely forgot the name now, but yeah, they're, you know, for all the points that you're generating, they're planting trees on your behalf. Um, but maybe on the um, um, on the kind of other end, we have one. Uh, we have a brand, uh, Pacifica Beauty. Is it Pacifica Beauty? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what they offer is um, giving you points if you return the packaging. Um, so they have this recycle program. Yeah. So again, you can see it's all going towards kind of conscious consumerism and how this can be incorporated into a lot yeah. of program. I see Nespresso doing that as well. I think if you return the pods, they, I need to speak to my girlfriends about this because she does it, not me. I just put them in the bag, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they, um, I'm not sure if it's a discount off the next order or they, they do do something that, that gives you some type of reward for it. But I like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just being a bit cynical. It sounds like a nice thing. If someone wants to plant a tree, maybe I shouldn't criticize them <laughs> for the sake of saying it's gimmicky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're, it's not it's not just conscious consumerism, right? The customers have a huge amount of brands to choose from. And 68% of them say they're motivated to purchase from brands that they know share their brand values. So that is yep. planting a tree with rewards points is a way to, uh, that might not necessarily just like convince someone to buy, but it's a way to support that um, that brand relationship that you have with your customer, because it, it does show that you're actually doing something, you're actually taking action. You can't do it in a fake way. You know, we would never tell our customers to, to, to do that in a way that's disingenuous. We would always say like, find the things that are valuable yep. to your company and to your mission as a company, Make sure that they're in tune with what your customers care about too, and then use your loyalty program to show that you're taking action on those issues, on those values, those kinds of things, and then give your customers an opportunity to get involved too. Yeah, so it's got to be authentic and tie into the brand, yeah. basically. I do feel as though, I think going back to my cynicism, you see a lot of companies trying to shoehorn it in, and it just doesn't feel mm. right to me, and I think that's where like my criticism stems <laughs> Yeah, if someone wants to plant a tree, it's a nice thing, I suppose. <laughs> what oh, would yeah. drive you then? What would be the thing that would make fight. you go like, oh, like what, do you have any brand experiences where you're like, you know what, they took action on something I cared about? <sighs> 
I'll get back to you on that. I'm going to leave it to man. <laughs> after this. Very question. Wow. Yeah. It's a yeah. very good question because I think um, obviously there is different types of consumers as well. And um, I wouldn't say that's a, a main driver for me, but obviously, like you, you pointed to the research before, it is for a lot of people. So hmm. uh, that, I'm going to actually go into my transaction history and look at the places that aren't Amazon Prime, and then I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, like, I I love coffee and buy a lot of coffee, and there's a there's a small coffee roastery uh, in Falmouth called Yalla Coffee, who I love. Um, and Yalla, Yalla, like in um, Yalla. Yeah, in Arabic. Yeah, and yeah. they... Um, quite famously, they shipped the, the, one of their recent runs of coffee they actually brought over on a sail on a sailboat from South America. So like totally carbon neutral, actively through their whole supply chain. Um, and that's the kind of story and then that kind of storytelling that a brand like them can do, small brand, that they build their loyalty program around. Like if you share those kinds of values, if you care about the entire ecosystem that you purchase from, and that's just me and coffee specifically, like maybe yeah. not all things, learning for the other product categories um beer is probably the next one to fall um but in a good way but they are building their whole brand around that idea of being a, a sustainable maker and, and looking after everybody in their supply chain and their their loyalty program um you know encourages those kinds of behaviors yeah absolutely again i think it, it's just being authentic and doing things that feel natural to the brand oh rods that is harsh Adam doesn't believe it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's not true at all you know that Rob. yeah you believe in great caps we know this i might well, have a good one for you um go on, sorry it's not related to any of the causes but we have one brand who offers um kind of coaching call um that you can redeem with your points um so maybe you can do that really instead cool. of planting some trees that's a really nice idea yeah I, I wonder you know what i wonder if you were to offer some type of personalized human to human service as a reward maybe that's if you yeah sold cosmetics you could offer a skincare consultation um, yeah. i wonder you know what the lifetime value would be on that it must be so high imagine if someone was to get on the phone to you for 30 minutes post purchase or after you've you've received the product and just followed up and asked you personally about your experience that yeah. would such a strong connection to the customer yeah, yeah. and create yeah. a brand great brand story to share as well if you're if the customer's gonna you know let you take some of that content and also push it out through your marketing channels that they create great stories sorry cash i cut you off um no no, all good. Um, I just had a thought that it's a nice way of, you know, not contacting customers for uh, their brand's benefit of getting, you know, information, how was the product, but twisting it in a way that actually we want to see if that was right for you. Like we want to give you advice on what could potentially be better and so on. Yeah, very difficult to do those things at scale, obviously, if you're selling, especially like over a thousand products a day. Um, what is the cost of that and like how how many obviously you are there's a there's a big labor intensive um having all those employees to follow up on something like that but it would be very interesting if someone actually put it head to head with a lot of automated stuff even and seeing the comparison mm. in terms of lifetime value but that's what your tiers are for you know you offer those kinds of rewards to your yep. you know higher tier customers ask them to invite a friend along 
to that, you know, to that specific, you know, whether it's maybe it's the next time you're going to purchase from me, let's do a personalized shopping session uh, and bring a friend along. You've got an instant referral that way. Somebody else is buying into the brand experience. Start to stack those uh, those uh, workflows and those benefits. Love it. Love it. Well, guys, what was your idea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going into SaaS. That's my next product. Cool. Guys, how can uh, people contact you to find out more? Um, LinkedIn, Kasha Migas, uh, or email me at Kasha, it's K-A-S-I-A, at loyaltyline.com. And yeah, always happy to um, answer questions and brainstorm some crazy ideas for your loyalty program. Love it. <laughs> yeah, just come to loyaltyline.com. You can live chat with us there. Um, you can book a demo straight from the homepage. Or, you know, we'd love for you to follow us on um, on LinkedIn. We've got great content all the time. Um, we just did a really great uh, trends to look out uh, in our Accelerate campaign. So lots of 2021 trends to look out. We, um, we did some, we got some of our partners to submit some trends that they thought would be worth looking out for in 2021 and how you can capitalize on them. Um, so yeah, worth a follow on LinkedIn, I would say. I mean, I'm biased because I helped create some of that content, but we're always putting stuff out there that, um, will help you uh, increase your loyalty and retention with your customer base. Love a bit of self-promotion, Zach. Nothing wrong with the comments. Well, guys, I'm going to tag you in this. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure, a lot of fun. And if anyone wants to follow up, just post the questions and we will get back to you afterwards. So I'm going to end this right now. Thanks.